Today on the show, we talk about why I thought my counselor was crazy, but it turns out I just may have been a little too negative, <laughs> Mr. Sad Pants. And also, we're on a network, and we have a very special guest that you've probably been waiting for, and we have new music. So much. Let's do it. Welcome to Doing the Best We Can with Eddie Hoffels. We, we hope, hope you enjoy the show. <laughs> My goodness, thank you very much, Eve and Lucy, and thank you for being here on a brand new episode of Doing the Best We Can with Eddie Koffeltz. I am Eddie, and I am guessing, because we are on a network now, we'll talk more about that later. <laughs> that was kind of Oprah. I'm on a network. You get a network. Uh, we'll talk more about that later, but I'm guessing that you may be new here, and so I just want to give you a kind of brief overview of what this is about. First, this show starts as a newsletter. You can subscribe over at eddiecoffoltz.com. If you have no idea how to spell that, yeah, no kidding. It's in the show notes. Uh, but it starts as a newsletter, and so I'm going to share what I wrote in the newsletter today, kind of that main idea that I've been considering. And as the kind of subtitle of this show suggests, the reason I'm sharing that is my hopes that we can traverse this life together. I don't know what you'll get out of this, but I know that in the past, hearing other people's stories has helped me, and so maybe sharing a bit of what I'm considering may help you, or just entertain you. Either way, I'm really glad that you are here. So that's the first part of the show. The second part of the show is uh, a section that we've come to call The Free Skate. And this really is a time where I can just do whatever I want. Sometimes I skip it all together if it was just all too deep. Sometimes we kind of tie it in. It's just all kinds of random stuff. So the second section is the free skate. And today on the free skate, we have a very special guest, really special. My friend, probably your friend, Annie F. Downs. I'll do a proper introduction of Annie later, but I'm glad that we get to keep talking today. And then finally, we close out the show. So that's the idea of the show. A couple things. One, the show's live. So I mean, it's not live live. Like I'm not sitting here recording this on a radio right now and you're listening to it, but I finish writing, and then I go in, and I open up my little computer program, and I hit record. To that end, you're going to hear some little stammering and some little hiccups and things like that, but that's intentional. The idea here is that I, I am trying with this show, trying, maybe successfully, maybe not, to pull down sort of the veil between us. I don't want to edit this. I want you to get my rawest, realest words. And so uh, I beg your pardon in advance for me having to repeat things, but I also hope that it lends to the authenticity of the moment for us. Okay. How about that? You like the new music? Those are my daughters at the beginning. If you're brand new, introducing the show, they do it every single time and I love it. All right. We like the music. We can stop listening to it now as we get into uh, this week's main idea. Issue 29, titled Dead or Alive. It's got a question mark. I read it wrong. Dead or Alive? <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. Here we go. Spring is a tricky little season. At face value, it's all muted pastels, flowers, baseball, and t-shirts, but also it's revealing. For example, April marks the first time I've seen my legs in a few months, which ushers in a very painful awareness that melanin should not be locked inside Old Navy joggers for five months. And then there's the reveal of the foliage. In Virginia, unlike my home state of Florida, where everything is always green, trees and plants grow here and they follow the seasons and they go dormant for the winter. 
Everything looks dead, though most of it isn't. But because of this, in springtime, I spend many of my remote meetings outside, off camera, carefully examining the trees and shrubs and looking for signs of life, as if I have a clue what I'm doing. I have no idea. Every once in a while, of course, I'll unmute and say something like, hmm, totally agree, let's talk offline about that. And then I return to my armchair botany. This year, our cherry blossom tree bloomed for the very first time. It was still dormant when all the other trees in town were blooming, so I thought for sure it hadn't survived the winter. But lo and behold, during an all-staff meeting, I discovered tiny pink spindles of flowers waiting to make their debut. As I write this, I'm watching a beautiful, vibrant tree coloring the landscape with pink fireworks. Conversely, well after everything else has bloomed, I noticed last week that the little hydrangea bush, which has the potential of sharing big bouquets of beautiful flowers, still looks like a bunch of sticks poking into the ground. Unfortunately, I don't think it made it through the winter. A few months ago, I found myself at an impasse with some of my best attempts at self-counseling. This round of therapy was predicated by intense life stressors that have left me uh, with a bit of shrapnel in my brain and raised some topics that I thought were long resolved. Everything old is new again, I suppose. Yet, what surprised me was not that I found myself in counseling again, but how my counselor has gone about reformatting my thinking. When I'd bring up a topic I couldn't resolve, I assumed the counselor would do what I'd do if I were in her spot, that is, dig into the root issue. I'd talk about my family, I'd explore my vices and proclivities, and I'd get deep into the mental muck. This is just not what happened at all. After sharing my thoughts, I'd look back up pensively and wait for her to drop the hammer. I wanted judgment, insight, or even a professional ass-kicking. But the most the counselor would offer me was a few clarifying questions to make sure that she was tracking with my story. Then she'd fully blow past the issue at hand and present some seemingly non-sequitur concepts. For weeks, my counselor would, in my oh-so-professional opinion, avoid the issue, or what I thought was the issue, and ask me to do some pretty simple exercises— Things like journal some things you're grateful for every day. Make sure you're listening to and reflecting on what others are saying. Try to make meaningful physical contact regularly and stuff like that. What I knew of her methods still didn't prepare me for her level of dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge around what I felt were the real issues that I would have to solve in order to move forward. In truth, I often left counseling grumpy because I believed it was a waste of time. Yet even now, as I consider my petulant response, I realize that I was experiencing the uncomfortable reality of change. For me, wallowing in old conversations is always safe. I want to relitigate the topics I've been pondering for years, the ones I will likely wrestle with forever. I mean, at least when I'm in a rut, I know where I'm at. It feels safe there. But my counselor wouldn't allow it. When I'd start down that path, she'd offer some hyper-specific homework assignments that seemed to be birthed from a Zen Montessori hippie philosophy. She'd say things like, this week, I'd like you to focus on appreciation. Please find five minutes per day to communicate genuine appreciation for someone. Now, I'm not opposed to that kind of intervention, but when I say, for decades, I've been angry about whatever... And then I met with a reply, could you try sharing a hug with a loved one for 20 seconds? I believe the counselor is unhinged. Of course, the counselor isn't crazy. 
Her methodology, mind you, the methodology I hired her for, was about preventing me from leaning into my default negativity. Her training told her to push me out of myself and towards the positive. And this methodology has been paradigm shifting. Old thoughts still linger and are valid. And the season I'm in is still very much happening. But instead of emotional upheaval and living in the shadows of old damage, I am forced to look at what is good, what is hopeful, and what is actually occurring. Which brings me back to today's inspection of the hydrangea. Last week, there were sticks in the ground that I knew were dead. I didn't have time to pull them out of the ground and went out this morning to get them out before the compost pickup. To what I'm assuming would be my counselor's joy, the dead stick had sprouted big green leaves and was showing signs of sharing lovely blue flowers in the near future. Spring, as it turns out, took time with that flower. It's not always clear what's dead or alive, what needs tending, or what should be ignored. But maybe in my hurry to fix, land clear, compost, and move on, I've done more harm than good. Perhaps focusing on the beauty of spring and giving the quieter plants time to catch up is what's most helpful. I'm learning that sometimes it's just about seeing what's beautiful and trusting the rest of it to the season. Okay, well, we are now into the second portion of our show, which if you are brand new to the show, we... I do whatever I want in this second, <laughs> second section. <laughs> and as you can hear by that laugh in the background, I am joined by best-selling author, speaker, podcaster, really pandemic podcaster extraordinaire. <laughs> With you, thankfully. Annie F. Downs. Annie, Edward you, F. Koffeltz. In the words of Lizzo, <laughs> it's about dang time. It, it is, is about-, about dang time. Okay, do you know that I had to ask your team when we were talking about the network? I'm like, hey, I soft curse every once in a while <laughs> on the show. And you know what? They they had a great response. They are just like, oh, well, we'll just put an expletive warning on those shows. I'm like... <laughs> Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yes, you be you. We we yeah. don't. It's about dang time that I was on your show, and it's about dang time you were on the That Sounds Fun Network. So it uh, double plays. It double plays you. today. So okay, you're on because basically I'm always finding a reason to podcast with you because I just love oh, it. We have been same. podcasting together in different forums for many years, and yeah. this just feels almost a decade, Edward. A decade. Oh, yeah, yeah we're getting 20... close. I think we started in fifteen. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, yeah, that was the first, I think, Christmas time. Um, So you should know that uh, folks that are listening, everyone knows who Annie is. But in the off chance that you don't, uh, Annie has a wildly successful, crazy loved set of podcasts. And she writes and we love her books. and We love her. And I have been able to podcast with her for a long time. Um, And part of what I never get to do is have you on as a guest on the show. And I get to have you on because... I get to join your network. Yes, so, I'm so happy. I am for happy. some reason reintroducing you right now. Can you tell I'm nervous and weird? Do I feel weird? Yeah, I feel why? Weird. Is uh, it because you're in charge? Yeah. I yeah. prefer you and neither you nor I fully leading. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Nobody puts the hand on each other's shoulder. <laughs> it's right. just around the waist. And here you have to do the full lead. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. Because yeah. for some you're reason I just reintroduced great. you. Thanks. Um, okay. Uh, first thing. First, we can talk about the network. Or we can talk about the coronation. <gasps> Which is happening in two days. And I need you to know that we ordered special coronation tea to drink. What is that? I don't know. I was it's told. It's just special. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was told. We have a crew that's getting up 
God forsaking early. early. Yeah. Here's, you know what's real about our lives? You and mm. I are going to see this twice. There are people who were oh. born and died and never saw a coronation. And Ooh. most likely, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, You, ha- we have got two coronations in the next 40 years. And we've got two coronations and hopefully another royal wedding. Who else? The the little one. Oh, well, are, we'll you, are you marrying off Prince William's children? <laughs> <laughs> but we do get two yeah, coronations. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We'll, it, it'll be a prince. It'll be another Prince William's wedding because it is the future King of England yeah. who will we will see get married in the next 20, 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. The last coronation had like old timey film oh, when they talked weird. Yeah. Earlier on, that's weak, sir. That's what I'm going to do Saturday morning. Hey, everybody. That's the question. You getting up early? Uh, Yeah, for sure. I don't know how early. I haven't seen the proper schedule. Have you seen the proper schedule? Well, it's like 5 a.m., but then there's like whatever their version of red carpet is. I mean, the Beckhams walking in at 4 in the morning. Did you see that our mutual friend, Jay Blaze, got invited (gasps) from the repair shop? A little late. It's... Uh, he, he may got have that. gotten the second round invite, very possibly. <laughs> right. There's not a world where they, they sent out an invitation one week in advance. Or, no. or or is he this good at social media that he's had that those two pictures backlogged <sighs> for six weeks? He's pretty good at it, but I yeah. would think I would I would think it almost has to be that because like you get invited to that, you probably have to get a suit made. You have to like Yes. You don't just like Yes. You do not wear something from your closet. No, no. It's no. a very special thing. Listen, um, I don't want to rage about yeah. a lot of stuff, but I want mm-hmm. to rage that we can't watch repair shop. And and what's been going on? It's what? been years. And <laughs> Prince sorry, King Charles was on it. No, I I know. Why do we not? Is there an illegal way I can watch it? That you or someone There's, you know may have sorted out already? I don't know, but it's not a DVD situation. I, no. I don't. I haven't seen anything you haven't seen. I've, I've Googled seen it. it. I Google it once a month. That's how was, you got me so into that show. <laughs> it's all I want to watch when I want to watch. And they're going through them regularly. Okay, so for folks listening, The Repair Shop is this oh, magical, beautiful magical. show out of, out of the UK where they basically... It's a bunch of excellent, very hot craftsmen. What's his name? That Will. Will. Very hot. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And they like people bring in their old British treasures and they fix them up yes. and it's just beautiful and it's very gentle. It's but what they keep kind it of- from America like it is spices yeah. from India coming over on a boat. Right, and we right. just we get it once, and then we have no guarantee when we'll ever get it again. It is right. the whole planet Sheesh. sees the Nate Bargatze thing at one time. Yet the repair right. shop is spices on a boat. That's exactly. Right. <laughs> and I think they're like eight seasons deep, Eddie. And I think we have oh, yeah. one, maybe two. And it hit in America. It wasn't like yes. it, it wasn't huge, huge, but it I was don't like know who we got to call, but we got to call somebody. It's a Netflix thing. Um, so, okay, so you're watching the Royal Coronation. I go back and yeah, forth yeah, for on sure. if we get up early or if we YouTube TV, TV it, you know, and get up. I mean, up. how, when, what, this is why I need them to release the schedule like they did for the funeral and like mm-hmm. they've done for weddings in the past. Because I want to yeah. know, is the 5 a.m. wake up, is that when like Hoda is going to start talking to us on NBC? Or right. is that when King Charles is going to start walking down the center aisle? Right. No, that's right. That's when I want to see. I want to see the like the very magical parts. But I, you're right. I don't want to hear... An hour and a half of commentary. No. And no. then he's walking. I want to see That's William it. and doing the thing. Yes. And so much drama. Okay. Um, so much drama. Prince Harry on row 10. Row mm-hmm. 10, Eddie? Yeah. And and not in uniform. Have you read Spare? 
Yes. I listened to it, Edward. What did what did you think? Heartbreaking. Yeah. So personal. Yeah. Too personal? Not my call. Maybe. He Maybe. Did, he did talk about himself a lot. Like um yes. and, uh physical things. Uh-huh. That were just like, bro. Bro, we don't need to hear about frostbite on your frostbite. Right. Yeah. Dude. Uh, yeah. And I just couldn't, I I just never, I never stopped thinking if this was my sibling or my child, how would I feel about them writing all this? No, I know. I, it isn't, it feels like a attempt to heal in a way that I'm not sure will heal quickly or well. Yeah. And it feels so, a little uh, early. Yes. Well, and this is kind of, this is an unintentional segue, but like you're a person, like I've gotten into this world now with this yes. podcast about yes. like writing kind of like mining your own story yes. for content, Yes. which sounds like a gross way. That sounds gross, but that's what we're doing, right? Right. Uh-huh. That's where uh-huh. I'm coming from. Uh-huh. How do you know when you're, are you, hold on, have you found the schedule yet? Yeah, for sure I have. Can you tell me generally what's going on? Yeah. 11 a.m. local time is actually when it starts and will last just over an hour. So oh, it is not that long. So 11 a.m. UK is... Nobody could do that math. That's impossible. That's impossible to know. It's impossible Minus, to know in your head. What, six hours maybe? Yeah, I'm about to look for us because I do have that. Um, oh, I just whispered right the now, math out loud. It is... They are six ahead of Central. So I, oh. it'll start for us at 5 a.m. It'll start for you at 6 a.m. So oh, that means, that's a that means we got to be up before that, though. We're going to make... I would imagine we're going to make scones. You know we went to London not long ago. And yes. scones over there... And clotted cream Fantastic. and strawberry jam are yes. the number one thing. Yes. It's amazing. How is, that is a dominant. I mean. Clotted cream is great. Nobody knows. It's like put together butter and whipped cream, but lean yeah. on the whipped cream, but not it's whipped so cream. Good. Oh, it's yeah. so good. No, no, no. Dude. It's so good. Pam okay. Downs makes it. Do you know that? That Mrs. F. Downs knows how to make it? Oh, she does? She makes lemon curd and clotted cream. I'll, I'll get you some. Oh, I'll get her on a it. recipe if we can, because yeah. I got to make it yeah. Friday morning. Oh, right. I'll get a morning. recipe. I'll ask her. I'll look in the That'd kitchen. That'd be book. dear. Um, Top, please, and please tell her. Okay, so listen. Yes. Here's what I'm questioning about. decide? So, yeah. Spare, and this is the thing. Yeah. So this is the thing I've been running into, because you are on episode 29, yep. which means I have 29 times gone back to the well and been like, all right, yeah. what's on my mind? And then you're and like, And a couple Ugh. of them have been things I've never heard you talk about publicly deep, before. Deep, yeah. deep, 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 deep. Yeah. yeah. Next week is going to be one of those. Like, and I'm yeah. not like I'm not trying to find that stuff, but like if that's what's on my mind, when you that's sit what to we're write, that's what happens. Yeah. That's that's exactly right. Yeah. And then sometimes yeah. you write about AI for a week, and right. nobody reads the article. Right. <laughs> um, but how do you know? How like what's your what's your kind of like pathway for when something has stirred up enough that you're ready to write about it versus yeah. like too soon, not ready? Because you've had a hell of a year, and I you haven't talked a lot about it. Right. And I don't want to. But, like, how do you know when yeah. it's right? I mean, part of how you know is time teaches you. Mm. And so there are things in books that later family has not loved as much as I thought they would or friends have not loved as much as I thought – or I have not loved as much as mm. I thought I would. Yeah. And so some of it is you just learn by doing. And that's unfortunate because you'd rather have less bumps and scrapes than more. But yeah. that's yeah. part of it. And the other – I mean, we have a kind of a system here at work that anything – anything that pings me even 1% or yeah. anything that is longer than an Instagram post, I'm not, I don't make it public until someone else sees it. Mm. And Who's so, your, yeah. Yeah. Who's your person? Like who do you, or do you have like, I mean, is it your team? Will you, who are the people that can yes. see the thing that maybe personal, no one else will see? It's not yeah, personal yeah. life. It's professional. It's people on our team here yeah. and my agent, you know, those kind of people. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
And and so if it's anything spicy at all, or if it anything that I go, ah, is someone? Are we going to have feelings about that? Not that it decides whether I post it or not. It decides. The question is when my team reads it, have we written it in a way that we are proud that it is public? That's right. Right. And so so that's kind of our our line now is very little goes out from me outside of Instagram that someone else hasn't walked with me in the writing of. Meaning I've written it, handed it over, and they've said, Yeah, I think this is I think you've said this the way you want to. And I I mean I and I think the like the corollary to that is for all of us, right? Like if you don't have a team that's looking over your stuff and this isn't your job, but everybody's still on social, people are still being creative and writing, like to find those people. Oh, just or a to friend. Find that just person say, that you're, yes. Yeah. Yes. Before I make this announcement about changing jobs, will you read over my Instagram? I mean, very often, totally. even with Instagram posts, I'll just pass my phone to whoever is sitting by me at lunch and I'll go, is this sound right? It's not yeah, like, yeah. can I get a thumbs up or a thumbs down or am I approved or none of that? It's, does this sound the way you know that I want it to sound? And often, yeah, totally, go for it. And sometimes, yeah. uh, where you said this here, I think you mean, and I, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I mean. You're right. Let me fix that. So, yeah. but, uh, but that's also, also like, come from yeah. getting run over a few times because yeah. of, mm, sometimes because of me and sometimes not because of me, yeah. but getting run over a few times will make you go, hey, before I walk in the road again, Maybe I'll yeah. make sure that someone else thinks I should also walk in the road and that I've walked in the road I'm meant to walk in. And then if yeah, you get you run over, all... you're like, well, we all signed up for this. Yes. And also it's like there's real people on the other side of that yeah, run over, right. right? Like it's both I mean, you. It's both. Yeah, that's right. And Lamont says, right, like your parents are dead. And I just could not disagree more with that. Wow. It just isn't. It isn't. I understand that for some writing that might be right. But for my writing and for my life, like sacrificing your real life people on behalf of telling the story you want to tell does not play well in the long run. Um, If they're still in your life and if they're still, if you're still working on healthy relationship, whether you have it or not, it just, and we can see that with spare. It has not paid off for the healing of William and Charles and Harry for Harry to have laid all that out there. He's sitting on row 10 and his family isn't with him. Yeah, that whole that whole machine is I, I cannot tell if it's the most brilliantly curated PR machine or absolutely a disaster. It's got to be. I mean, it's, the story he tells at the beginning of yeah. the book of them of after is it after Queen Elizabeth's funeral? No, it was after Prince Philip's funeral when yes, they're yes, walking so, in the garden yeah. and he tells us the conversation between dad and brother and brother. I'm like, "Dude, yeah, There's know, a reason is... y'all did that outside where no one else is. I don't know. I yeah, don't know. Maybe I'm reading got... that wrong. No, but it's hard to never feel off mic with someone, right? Yeah. Like, like even you and I being as honest as we are talking on shows, there's still a different oh gosh, tone that's right. just like, no, no, mics are literally off. And yes. it's got to be off the record. Yeah, Look. there has to be an off record life. And when someone writes a spare about your family, they are announcing nothing was ever off record, whether you knew it or not. Yeah, that's been the weird part of writing this for me is because like so much stuff intersects with other people and sometimes it's okay, but you're like, no, I can't. And sometimes I feel like just that the even when I have the thought that I should run it by someone. That's almost like, okay, well, if I'm asking I'm not the question, gonna, yes. I, I shouldn't even get there, right. right? Or, I mean, it's one of the reasons that it's kind when readers give the authors of nonfiction permission, even in, in your writing of nonfiction, mm-hmm. give us permission to change dates and times and names right. because the story isn't about uh, Carol. 
But yeah. but I but the only way we get from A to B is if I mm-hmm. tell the Carol story in the middle. <laughs> right. I don't want to talk to Carol about it, but I'm going to tell this story. And so I'm going to change Carol to Bob. And yeah. Bob works at a restaurant. It isn't my uh, sister. Right. right, right. So, that's right. That's right. No, and that's so right. there just is it. it, it t- there is ways to tell stories that are true, where right. you can fictionalize pieces that make the story palatable to everyone. Yeah, and that's that's still nonfiction. It's like Uncle Jimmy doesn't exist. Not a real person. <laughs> Not a real guy. The guy you've met. The I whole wish he thing was. Is, he is an He'd angel. Be, that he sounds sweet like boy. a great person. Had I ever met him in person? I mean, <laughs> at, when he showed up at our tour date and had on a cat uncle shirt. Oh, I was like, Uncle and, Jimmy, come on. And he's, you know, 6'5". He's just a hulking human being. Right. And he's just so gentle. Is it and fun he, getting to work together on something? It, it really is. Yeah. It is because we're so uh, very different in our skill set that, yeah. like, like, he's just a really good, good editor. Yes. And he also just doesn't give any feedback. And so it's not like... He, he's just like, oh, I really like that one. Yeah. And then he edits and makes it great. And then yeah. we just like appreciate because I can't do what he does. Yeah. But he's also just so gentle and sweet at yeah. that. Uh, so having him on the show has been really yeah. fun. So also, can I say yeah. to people, if you're yeah, yeah. only listening to the podcast, you're really missing the newsletter. And if you're oh, only yeah. reading yeah. the newsletter, you're really, I, what you are offering is so um, two sides of the same coin that I am grateful I don't have to live without one or the other. Oh, that's sweet of you to so, say. Yeah, thanks. I hope people are doing both. Yeah. So, and then Jimmy will sometimes come on the podcast. And yeah. It's very, very fun. Oh. Um, Annie. So, okay. So, part of this show that is the one of the un- unintended byproducts of it yep. is this creative community that has been curated and yeah. people share their projects, and I love it. And we have this section every week that I think we're going to do next week called "You Do You." Yeah. Um, and we just share projects, and yep. we have podcasts and stuff that people are writing, and I, I love it. I love it too. Um, what are you working on? Is what I'm curious, like for what you can share, like what's yeah. the, I know you live like in this like wild world where you're like a lot of business and then you get to be creative, but right. like where are you at creatively? Um, creatively, the next thing I'm building is the tour we do in June, the Here For oh, You tour cool. with Carlos. So the next oh, thing I'm great. building is our pieces of that. That's cool. But I'll also tell you, Eddie, can I tell you this? Here's what I'll tell you is I put a notebook in my purse yesterday. Oh, good. Which means okay. words Something's are growing. starting. Yeah. Things are happening in my brain. And when I carry a notebook, we're usually a few years from a book. Oh, yeah. So and so I, that yeah. hasn't happened in, I mean, I haven't written a trade book, a nonfiction, a memoir since 2020, 2019 yeah. into 2020. Yeah. Yeah. And so it has been, a, I mean, we're lucky that, I mean, I've gotten to write kids books, which I'm really excited about and devotionals, which I'm really excited about, but um, a trade book is a different thing. And so I put a notebook in my purse. Is what do you I mean know. trade book for those of us who don't um, know that Like a, a nonfiction, like a that sounds fun. You yeah, know, yeah. like, um, so those are considered trade books. Um, and those that just means a chapter book that's nonfiction. Oh, and okay. So then they're like, Chase the Fun, 100 Days to Brave are both devotionals. What sounds fun to you, kids book. Um, but trade books are like, that sounds fun and remember God. And so I put a notebook in my purse. That's what I know. E- yeah, the, so there's something percolating. That's yeah. interesting because those books are a different beast in terms of what I feel like is mm-hmm. you can't um, you can't force any of it. You can't no. force any of what you do. But like the trade book that you're mentioning is a specific. Like I would be very scared to just sit down and go like, where do we go with? Oh this? yeah, now, I don't. Like that one I never has to do. just yeah. That just has to start existing. Yes, like, words you have to, and you go, in. huh? And I'll tell you what happened is I was in a meeting and someone said a sentence and I was like. 
That's mm. a that's a book title. Yeah. So I was like, oh no. So I, I wrote it down and I put it in one sticky note in one weird place. And about two <laughs> weeks later, I was not at that weird place. And I thought, I wish I knew what that sticky note said. And so uh-huh. I texted someone who was at the place and I said, well, you go flip to this page and take a picture of that sticky note. Yeah. And then I was like, oh boy, two weeks after I wrote the sticky note, I wanted to know what the sticky note said. Ooh, and so yeah. now I've moved the sticky note into the notebook. Yeah. And so I'm just starting to pay attention to two things. I'm not writing anything. I'm not, I, I, I don't have a book. I'm not working on a book. I have a notebook in my purse. So there's something moving. Yeah. There's yeah. some, but in that, like the, that's like the, the creativity sometimes bubbles up through the tar, right? Yeah. Like it's slow, but like there's something there and that you're not ignoring it is worth noting. Right. And often I'll, can, yeah. much like you, I will pull, I will look at what I'm scribbling in the notebook and say, is this for a newsletter this week? Is this my AFD yeah. week in review? Is this mm-hmm. an Instagram post with a picture? Or is this a bigger overarching story that I'm thinking through? And so far with the notebook, 24 hours in my purse, I've pulled one thing for the internet and left one thing in the notebook. Okay. So. Okay. I love, thanks for taking us a little bit inside the process. Yeah. I love do you ever, knowing... do you, how do you keep up with what, what essays you want to write? Um, well, the most helpful for me is planning. Like I need a huge amount of time to think. Like I can do like single topics. I can just open up a thing and go, a, a, you know, spreadsheet and go, yep. all right, here's six weeks worth of topics. Yep. And I need to stew on them. That's why I just went on vacation, basically didn't write. I haven't written a word in a month. Yeah. Um, I, I was writing ahead because I just, I have to ponder a lot. People when underestimate I, how much we have to sit and think when we're writing. It is, it is the, an, and it is directly proportional to quality. Like if I'm writing on a, like a week out, which is basically for me on a pretty crunch deadline because I still need to make a podcast. I still need to, yeah. the quality changes. Maybe people don't notice it, but I feel it. It feels like I'm writing for a project. So, um, so there's that. And then I just have a constant version of notebooks, you know, scraps of paper, things, my phone, like just little things. Somebody said something the other day. I was in a meeting. It was the same moment. Somebody said, uh, oh, David, David wears his life like a very loose garment. And I was like, what does that mean? What does that mean? But it is like, I've written it down and it is just, there's something. So it's those kinds of things where yeah. I'm like, they were talking about the fact that he's just like super honest and will share and be wide open with Where's stuff. his life like a loose garment? I, I think thought, that's a compliment. I think it is too. But it's those kind of things where they start to, you know how it is. They just kind of start to, yeah. There, there's gravity. And I don't know yeah. how they're all going to yeah. pull together. But um, What are you working so, on? What are you doing? What you do? What you do? Yeah, I mean, writing this, which, uh, yeah, it's right now I'm in a season of, I've got five weeks ahead of this. I'm four yeah. weeks of it out. I've got one left that I don't know if I want to write or not. And so yeah. it might get bumped. Um, yeah, writing this and yeah, that's it. Like there's been a lot to, in a good way, joining the network has been yeah. like, you step back and go, okay, is this the music I want for the show? Yeah. I've never, I never had to think about it that much and your team is like well we love it don't change anything it's fine but you know i think about it so i've done a lot been doing a lot of like music editing and stuff and And we're percolating a secret project yes oh no no oh yeah sorry i I almost just started talking about it no yes we're percolating a secret project which is um such a good idea (laughs) (laughs) it is it is maybe and and i think annie and eddie keep talking is one of the best things i've ever done with my life and this secret project feels like it feels like of course 
So, I don't know. But we're Here's just what percolating. We're just, we just have a notebook and a purse about a secret. Here's project. what I know. We'll never write down a better premise. Whether it gets <laughs> yeah, out yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A better right. premise, a better That's idea. Right. So That's right. we'll hold off That's for that. Right. Okay. Um, Okay, two quick questions. And sure. then, uh, if I'm going to be awkward, I'm going to close the show with you on it. Oh, I can't okay. wait. Because I just keep this going live and yeah. it helps me not Let's edit party. and I like to just hang out with you. Okay, listen, um, why'd you start a podcast network? Because you didn't have to. Yeah, it, it, a couple of reasons. So for, for our friends listening, what a network is, I, I just think of it like Food Network. Think mm-hmm. of it like what you see on TV where uh, if you look at the full breadth of Food Network, there's a lot of individual shows. Very mm-hmm. often they are all about the same thing. They're all about food, but they are shaped in really different ways. Yeah. And the hosts tend to know each other. You tend to see people pop between Food Network shows and you see the same commercials through a yeah. couple of different shows because Kraft will call and be like, we want to talk about cheese on these four shows. So yeah. a podcast network is very <laughs> similar if it's done well. Yeah. In that, uh, everyone is kind of similar in some way. And for yeah. the That Sounds Fun Network, our kind of baseline is people of faith, but they can talk about whatever they want. And so that yeah. we know that there's like a backbone of integrity within every one of our shows so that we don't worry about money and we don't worry about content. But I mean, you aren't going to talk about the same things I talk about or that the Snack yeah. Show talk about or that Imagine Faith Talk talks about. Right? Yeah. We're all going to be different, but... Uh, our backbone of integrity is the same because of what we believe. Yeah. And and then the reason I wanted to start one is I had had experiences on podcast networks that were never meeting all my needs. And I was having I was having experience where I thought, man, if I had built this dot, dot, dot. Yeah. And yeah. then in 2020, when I was a, a free agent from networks <laughs> yeah. and we're getting offers from from some networks. I, we, my business partner, Kelly, and I were both like, wait, we could do that or we could just build it and make a network where we give community to the podcasters so that they're on each other's shows and cheering for each other and don't feel so lonely in this. Yeah. And and when we started, it was literally, that sounds fun, the show, yeah. Annie and Eddie keep talking, yep. Dadville, and the next right thing with Emily P. Freeman. And that yeah. that was plenty for us. And here you are joining number 18 on the network Crazy. of living shows. That doesn't even count retiree kind of shows like NNA Keep Talking. But, yeah. you know, 18 living shows that we are getting to help give community and some income and some relationship. And and just ri- rising tides brings up all the ships. And totally. we want everyone who listens to That Sounds Fun network shows to know about your show. I mean, it is such an honor, Eddie, that you would trust our team with this and to be on the network again. And so I'm, oh, I'm just well, thrilled about it. Well, it's, a, I mean, it's just a huge privilege, most of all because of the, like, the care and kindness of your team yeah. and just like, you know, just like They're things amazing. that, like, as a creator, like, I'm a writer and a podcaster. Everything else is just stuff I have to do to be able to, to do but those your team two is just yeah. like, Let's help you design. And I'm like, great. And then, you know, Becca sends over a logo that's just so good. So and cool. Let us, let us help you sell ads, which is so hard to do, right? Yeah. Like these very practical things so that like not only is it people I care about, but it's like yeah. to be freed up. And also nobody, there's no, um, you guys just let people run with content. I was like fully expecting like you have to submit things a week ahead of time, which is fine. Yeah. And other networks do that. But it's just like here you go create and do what you do. Yeah we've pulled together and we can do what we do. Let's work together. And yeah. so it's just cool. And it's cool to be on the show and uh, it, or, or on the network. And it's just so neat. So, so thrilled. It's as it should be. 
As, as it, it should, should be. be. World Annie, is better have, when we're working together. Have you told your dad about me on the network yet? And how's he feel about it? Oh, Mr. Please do tell him. So thrilled. I love him. He is Tomato so planting happy. season. Oh <laughs> yeah, him. we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> yeah, he's dad. really, really happy oh, that you. Oh, oh, I can't wait for it. Either. Oh man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just loves you. <laughs> you're, so. you're sweet dad. Um, Annie, I love talking to you. Um, yeah, it's the best. Of course, everybody's listening to your show. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of the network, and thanks for coming on, doing the best we can with Eddie Koffel. It's a great show. I'm honored to be on it. It's, it is a funny thing when one of the shows you love listening to lets you be a part of it. So let's close things. You want the closing music or no? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, we do the closing music. Yeah, okay, it. there it is. Can you hear it? Yeah, All for right. Sure. Well, my deepest thanks to the great. Annie F. Downs, my dear friend, and to all of her colleagues at the That Sounds Fun Network. Uh, it is an honor to be on this welcome, with welcome. all of you. Yeah, Annie. Um, as always, thank you to Uncle Jimmy for editing the newsletter. Yes, Annie. Uncle Jimmy, where are you? <laughs> Jump in right now and say something. Wouldn't it just be nice if you were here? Yeah. Uh, thank you to Uncle Jimmy. You can contact him to edit for you. And thank you, of course, to all of you who are listening. It is an honor to get to traverse this life together. I will see you next week on Doing the Best We Can. Bye, buddies. <laughs> Bye, buddies. That's right. <laughs>